Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, good morning, Sam. Morning, Tim. Hey, this is uh, Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. Uh, this is today's presence. That's what it's called, right? I've Now there's 19 different ways that I say it, and it's two <laughs> words. I don't know how that happened. My staff makes fun of me now because apparently I don't know what this thing is called. Um, Everyone's making fun of us. I think that's true. I think maybe that's why we did this. I do want to thank everybody who's listening, though. We're getting, getting some really nice feedback and some really nice... Preach, you guys are super nice. Thanks for listening, I would say. In that regard, yes. in fact, we're even talking, we're even talking, I don't know if this is exciting or not, but we're talking about putting it on Spotify with the, um, with the actual video that goes along with it. So you can see Sam and I in our caves, our COVID caves, um, <laughs> with, with, with a, a variable array of headwear because it's like six o'clock in the morning. It's... We, I've got some work to do in my cave before we show it to the world, for sure. <laughs> oh, because it's better than mine. You at least like you've covered some stuff up. Mine, like you can see my garage sale sign in the corner. Yeah, but yours is cool. It looks cool, like hipster, post-industrial. I'm using language I don't know anything about now. Dark, it just, shadowy. It just, well, it's dark, but it just means I didn't clean my garage. That's all it really means. So I'm keeping it dark and I'm like doing a, a nice a nice focus. Like you can see my face, but behind me is is blurred out because of the... You, I would like for you to stop making fun of my sheet, my bed sheet that hides the things dead in bodies? my garage. Is it dead bodies? Is that <laughs> what it's hiding? What do you have back there? I don't know. I'm sure that's not the case. You don't, seem, you don't seem like someone who'd stash the dead bodies. Like you'd get rid of them. <laughs> You're just nervous enough that you'd get rid of them. This took a dark turn quickly. This did. This turn. This turn. This turn. This turn. Um, hey. So we should probably do some announcements and then get to it. Today is yeah. Theodicy Day. Oh. So if if you're thinking of sticking or, or not sticking around until the end of this podcast, you're going to want to because we're going to tackle. A big, a big concept, big word, theodicy. Go right. for it, Tim. Announcements. The, okay, announcements. First of all, what coffee are you drinking today? Is that an announcement? That's just an inquiry. You know what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to, it's covert. I'm on covert. Is that today. all you do? And every well, day. Well, un, until it runs out, it's <laughs> uh, covert dead drop. Oh, that's what you're drinking all last of week. Covert's last, all their names of their coffees are related to espionage. Yeah. Uh, did you know that? Yes, uh, clearly. Yeah. Well, in case someone didn't know, that's what's going on here. <laughs> what, what did you think they were? That's kind of the whole idea behind his coffee, his well, coffee like genre. I don't have I don't have a background in CIA espionage like you do, Tim. So I just that connection was not super clear to me. I've just also, wa- I've watched the Jason Bourne films. That's the <laughs> did you, you know there's by the way, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of little Easter eggs in his coffee packaging and I oh, I did not know that. Did you? I did not know that. Oh, okay. 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 No, See? Did you find them or did he tell you? He told you, didn't he? He, he told me. <laughs> what are you drinking? 
Um, I'm drinking the summer espresso blend by Arcade. I'm still on my Arcade because uh, I had a five pound bag and I'm kind of rolling through it. It's starting to go, you know, it's not as fresh as it it was or has been, but you know, hey, we all suffer through these times. That's so, <laughs> that's so bad. Dude, I'm I'm blessed, man. The coffee's good and I just keep, keep drinking. I had it. someone ask me, not that we need to dwell, this is not a coffee podcast, but right. I had someone ask me recently because they've heard us talk about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, what is, what is a blend and why should I be ashamed of drinking it? <laughs> so at some point, we're going to have to have our friend Brian as a guest. That's a good idea, actually. To explain some of these basic things that'd be a and good you idea. should not be ashamed of drinking no. a blend i am not no and neither should you um i think when it comes to coffee like here's my thing with coffee i uh i like me i like me some good coffee but if i'm at denny's i'm gonna drink a cup of coffee <laughs> like I don't, at the end of the day like i'm discerning and then like i'll drink i'll drink trucks gas coffee station if I have to. yeah i mean the, the kind they filter through cigarette butts. <laughs> Put a that's, little. That's horrible. What announcements? What announcements do you have? What announcements well, do you have? I uh, I would like for to first repeat the Q and A. So send questions in, please, yep. to our podcast so we can spend yeah. some time with you in meaningful, po- relevant podcast at crosswalkvillage.com. Okay, and what do you have coming up? When we say what do you have coming up, these episodes drop probably not in sync with what's coming up, but maybe yeah. we can just give a just a, a little bit. Well, I, listen, at Crosswalk Church, the biggest thing we're leaning into right now is our, our connect groups. And so we've got nine of them. Just go to crosswalkvillage.com slash connect groups, or just go to our homepage and hit the Love Well Home button. And that gives you connection to all the different connect groups that are there. There's, I think, nine or 10 groups that are meeting during the week. One is a Q&A on the sermon. One is a kind of COVID, COVID support group. Um, we've got young adult Bible studies going on. We've got people who watch this was new to me. We got people who watch the service together on Zoom, but they're all watching it. So that's pretty cool. That they're Isn't like, that cool? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, a lot of opportunities there. That's the big thing we're kind of leaning into right now as we don't know how long this is going to go. We're- hey, the series guide. I know I know you assume everyone knows about this, but I don't think, I don't think everyone does. Um, say something about the series guide. Oh yeah, we write we write a um, we write a series guide for every single one of our series now that starts the Sunday after the previous series ends, or really the Sunday after that. We have like a middle; it doesn't matter. Um, this one started on April nineteen. You can download the series guide for free. Normally, we print them off and do have them downloadable, but uh, because of COVID and everybody being at home, it's just downloadable this time. And so you can just go to crosswalkvillage.com slash series guide. And um, all of them are up there. They're all free. You can do what you want with them. Um, print them out, do them digitally, whatever you want. I love that you say we write the series guide. By we, you mean? Me and my cat. You. <laughs> this, is, this is what Tim does at 2 a.m. every morning. Yeah. He writes a series guide for us to be blessed by. Hey, so um, I, I think we should talk a little bit about the news, so what's going on. I think um, this last week when I was watching the service, which was excellent, by the way. Oh, thanks. Uh, the April 19, was it? Um, I I almost called it episode eighteen. <laughs> eighteen, April eighteen. Yeah, it's kind because, of episodic you know, now, right? That's kind of the world we're living in. 
Oh, beautiful. We're in and season long... three, episode 19. <laughs> I don't know. So weird. When you hear this, if you want to go watch this service, it was April 18. April 18. Beautiful. A long, beautiful three-sermon, three-part series sermon. But this Chattanooga thing, let's let's talk oh, about the news. Dude. What, what happened in Chattanooga? Dude, that was not that was not a joke, man. Um, the that tornado that came through. And I think there was close to 150 tornadoes in that area. Um, from what I understand, but uh, the damage there is unconscionable, and so mm. so incredibly blessed that you know that most of the people in our church were okay. There was some damage. Um, I think there was there wasn't any injuries, but there was certainly some property damage. Even people from like our Northeast Atlanta campus, they they drove up and were helping, you know, cut cut down trees and branches, and um, that piece that they put together for church was just just overwhelming to me. I mean, when that girl opens up her room, her, their house was hit. She opens up her room. She's like, this is my room. And she opens up to the blue sky. Like the, it's not there anymore. The wall sitting on her bed. And then the roof was sitting on her car down below and she's kind of holding it together. It's, It's just unfathomable. So we have a disaster response. We always have a disaster response line item in our giving. So you can give to that. And we send some money over that over to them to help them out a bit and and the team out there is just doing an incredible job they're out almost every day cutting helping to clean up and that sort of thing but it was devastating devastating Mm. man just yeah yeah. overwhelming which may be a um a good segue Mm -hmm. to today's topic shall we go shall we do it that was that was seamless we're professionals man I feel like getting, podcast. I feel like you're getting better at that. That was <laughs> that was impressive. That's just game calling out game right there. Um, I take pride in my work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the so, sheet uh, the sheet behind you would suggest differently, but <laughs> I, so we're talking about putting the video of our conversation up on online. I really hope today is not the day when we're doing that because. Uh, <laughs> Many reasons. Oh. So, yes, sir. The question that people have been asking most often, mm-hmm. and I think they ask it in several different ways, varieties. Um, it it all comes to one central human question. We've all wrestled with it. People of faith have wrestled with it for millennia. Um, we have a name for it now because someone 300 years ago, a of all people, a mathematician. Oh, um, did you know this? Coined, no. coined the term theodicy. Wow. Before Wait, that, really? Yeah. What was yes. that mathematician's name? See, you do that to me, and man, I you said it was. A, I thought you knew. Nah, I'd have to Google it. It's a Greek um, word, though, isn't it? It's a Greek contraction, isn't it? It is a Greek, Greek construction, but it had not, you know, someone listening to this is definitely going to go and correct me. They're, they're out now. We're, we're talking about Greek construction. They're like, mm, I'm done. This stupid podcast. <laughs> Nobody wants to know that. Math, Greek, all those words just came up in the last paragraph. <laughs> so, um, let, oh, okay, so the way we have referred to the problem didn't have a word. Oh, okay until about 300 years ago, two or 300 years ago. Mm. And I will Google this. You can put it in show notes. Do we have show? Yeah, we have show notes. Yeah, we've got show notes. Sort of. Um, So the the word is theodicy. 
Right. And the question is, really, it's, it's an attempt to answer why uh, God permits evil, why an omniscient, mm-hmm. omnipotent being um, that we also believe is omnibenevolent, right. always good, um, permits the evil that we're all experiencing right now, especially right now, to happen. And in times of crises, both personal and global, I think this is the question that always bubbles to the surface. What is really going on here? So, Tim, I think you've been you've spent the out of the both of us, you've spent the most time reflecting, reading, learning and teaching this subject. So, I'd like to turn the time over to you. No, no don't do that. Um <laughs> First of all, I don't I don't know that I've studied it any more than you have. I think that you said in a time of crisis people ask this question. Um but let's let's not let's not um diminish it to a time of a global pandemic kind of crisis. Let's uh, people ask this question about faith all the time. It's one of the big questions, right? Yes. Um and yes. so so the term theodicy actually means justification of God, right? How do you justify God in the midst of suffering? It's really the arguments for a good God in the midst of suffering. It's a defense of God, for lack of a better term. Um, that's kind of where it where it actually stems from, from the Greek. And um, as I understand it, if if you say as I understand it at the end of a sentence, my understanding, mm. my understand, as I understand it, you can't be held accountable. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> As I understand it, come would be like you're wrong, and you'd be like, "Oh, I apparently understood it wrong." Um, <laughs> As I understand it, in my opinion, in my opinion, according to the things I've read, <laughs> bless my heart. <laughs> can you say that? Can you say "bless my heart" and mean the same thing that you mean when you say "bless your heart"? <laughs> hey, uh, so I, I don't want to belabor this immediately, but um, the word "defense" is. I think a little charge. Are we defending God or are we vindicating him or are we explaining or trying to figure out a way to Yeah, I think it's all that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's all that. And 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 I think um yeah, I think in some respects it is a defense of God because it's usually an attack. The way it's asked often is an attack on God, right? How can God be good and there still be suffering in the world? How can God be good and allow this to happen? That's the that's the question that we ask. Whether it's personal crisis, whether it's a worldwide pandemic, um, some people ask it simply as a "Why me? Why does God allow this to happen to me?" Um, mm-hmm. You know, they personalize it very much. But but it all kind of stems from the same thing. If God is good, if God is powerful, if God is knowing and all knowing, and we use those terms omni, right? Omniscient, omnipotent, omnibenevolent for all loving, omnipresent. Nobody has a problem with that. Have you noticed that? Like the three, yeah. the big three, everybody's yeah. going to like tussle with that omnipresent one. Everyone's like, yeah, that sounds good. We're, we're in. Um, <laughs> there are four characteristics, four omnis of God, but the last one people don't seem to care about so much. It's not such a big deal. But um, so, so uh, l- let me first, and we can put this in the show notes. Let me first refer everyone to a book that I think is just brilliant and really outlines outlines the different theodicies that are out there. Certainly not, it's not exhaustive by any means, but um, Dr. Richard Rice wrote a book called Suffering and the Search for Meaning. And um, it's a phenomenal book. And he is, he is a Seventh-day Adventist um, author and um, just a brilliant man, happened to be my dad's best friend growing up. So, um, 
so, you know, when, when I asked these questions when I was 14 and 15 years old, um, rather than answering them like a, a good parent would, my father said, Oh, go talk to Rick. He wrote, I think he wrote a book about that. Um, which like, who's going to do that? I'm 15 years old. I'm going to go talk to my dad's best friend. I did. And Rick gave me his book and said, here, read this. And so we started to talk. The, the, the one specifically on theodicy is a much, a much later book. Um, he wrote that a few years ago, but um, Suffering and the Search for Meaning. In it, he outlines a bunch of different theodicies because there's a bunch of different ways of answering this question. And theodicies have a tendency to be a little bit like worldviews. So there's a lot of them out there, but they overlap quite a bit. And so they're not cut and dry in some respects. I think one of the first ones that people encounter or one of the first ones that people kind of fall into linguistically is kind of what we call God's, you know, the perfect plan theodicy. God's, God has a perfect plan. So taking today's world that we're living in, COVID is a part of his perfect plan. And um, we just don't understand that plan perfectly. So, you know, we, we say things like God works in mysterious ways and we don't necessarily understand everything that God does, which is certainly true. But, um, but it doesn't answer that question super well other than, yeah, God's for it. Now, you also have to remember that you come from a, we come from different theological understandings, right? So if I come from a reform background, if I, if I lean towards like a Calvinistic understanding of God and his sovereignty. Um, I'm much less concerned about people's free will and much more concerned about God's sovereignty and what, how God chooses, um, you know, both, both people who are going to heaven, people in that, in that particular faith tradition, um, how people are going to hell, that idea of double predestination, that God is choosing that. And the argument for that would be that the, the most gracious thing God can do is make the choice for you. Mm -hmm. And if God sends you something tough, he can do that because he's God and it's part of his perfect plan. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's not good, even if it doesn't feel good right now. Yeah. There's no room for questioning God's perfection. Right. Or his perfect plan. Right. Only, your only place is to... Um, Relax and let it happen. Yeah. And accept it, accept that God is good, even though it's going to be pretty tough probably. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's perfect plan. And by the way, we're, you know, there's an overview of theodicy that people write books and books on. So we're not doing well, justice and, to any and we of should, these. And we should probably, and let me just insert this here too, is that in this short pod podcast, we are not going to resolve humans attempt to like the wrestling with this question will continue. What? This is, <laughs> we're not this is, we're not fixing it for everyone. Stay tuned. At the end of this, Tim will give us a one <laughs> sentence no. answer to right. man's search for meaning. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing we solved it this morning. What is it? A Wednesday morning? Good thing we got it done. <laughs> Get on with the rest of our week. Sorry, now. continue. No, so of the course first, not. the Odyssey. No, I actually appreciate you saying that because, of course, not. Of course, we're not going to answer that. We're just going to give you some some. I think some conversation around it and hopefully a little bit more of a, if you haven't thought about it, there's some categories, let's put it that way, that you can maybe begin to think about. So a second one is um, kind of a, a universal crisis, right? Um, a, a conflict theory, right? There's good in the world, there's evil in the world, they're in a battle, and in that battle, there are casualties. 
right? I, Sam, I don't know if you remember this. Way back in the day when, do you remember that band Sixpence, Sixpence None the Richer? Oh, I love Sixpence. <clears throat> yeah. They were like one of those first breakout Christian bands. Yeah, Kiss Me. That was their hit song. Yeah. Kiss me, me. I, I don't, on the what? I don't remember. Under the any. moonlight window. Oh, no, that's <laughs> definitely a wrong lyric. <laughs> the moonlight window. Um, maybe I don't know. But remember, they were on that. They were on that label that was owned by what, what was it, Steve Taylor. Yes. Yeah. So um, at a youth specialties back in the day, this would have been early two thousands, late nineteen nineties. He was being interviewed on the stage at a youth specialties, which is a big youth ministry convention that they used to have. And Youth Specialties was a youth ministry resource company, um, ministry, not company, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, so they were talking to Steve Taylor. And this is the first time that I think I came into an understanding of this kind of theodicy, if you will, because he had bands on his label that were all playing in clubs. They were, you know, in the quote unquote secular world or whatever. And the guy said, you know, aren't you concerned you're losing some bands to the secular market, you know, to this, to the secular music world. And Steve said, well, we're in a battle with evil and in a battle there's casualties. So we're willing to take some casualties in this war against evil. And that was the first time I'd heard somebody say that in kind of a practical sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you comment on that because I don't know if you can hear the gravel in my throat. So I'm going to mute myself real quick and then cough horrifically. So Sure, I'll comment on that. So it was actually, I remember exactly the day when he in that very session when he was talking about that and it was part of a panel discussion with an author that wrote i can't remember his name now a great book called roaring lambs which was a call to no i don't think brendan manning didn't roaring lambs was by someone else i don't know then um it was a a the author was calling christians to not to not complain about media, popular culture, entertainment, et cetera, mm. but instead become roaring lambs, you know, uh, actually enter the world of entertainment and influence it for, for, for Jesus. And in p- part of that panel, Steve Taylor, who was on it, that's, that's, that was the question, but isn't this going to somehow corrupt some of our, our musicians or artists or whatever? And he said, yeah, absolutely. That's part of it. It's a war. Yeah. It was jarring, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I've never heard someone say something like that before. And that really speaks to the the theodicy that he believes in, right? It it uh-huh. speaks to that argument of God is like we are in a greater conflict, a cosmic conflict, right? And there's there's the good side of the force and the bad side of the force and you know, we you know, they're going to lose stormtroopers and we're going to lose, you know, X-wing fighters. I just went to a Star Wars metaphor there. I don't know if anyone caught that. Hey, um, Bob Reiner. I just Googled it. Bob Reiner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, continue. You should, we don't tell people that you Google it. Just say, oh, just no, search. that's right. I remember. I pulled it up from my memory bank somewhere back there. Which is in Google. It's that's not Google. All, that's where all of our memory banks are. Near, in, near where I hide scripture in my heart also. Continue. <clears throat> right. So, so that's really... Um, I don't know. We don't like to think about that so much. I think, um, I think we have a, sometimes we have a problem with thinking that we would let someone go, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, let's, let's, let's go back real quick. Um, 
to, to, to pose the question. So we pose the question clearly. So it kind of sounds like this, right? God is good and all powerful and therefore all knowing. Um, the universe was made by God and or exists in a contingent relationship to God. Um, evil exists in the world. So why? That's how mm. we frame that question, right? And, and there's, yeah. all these, there's all these different ways of, of dealing with it, you know, whether it's coherentism, whether it's, um, you know, Manichaeanism, which would say God and evil are equal and conflicting powers expressing their opposition in human history and all these types of things, which kind of leans into what we were just saying. Um, but, but the different theodicies that are, are out there, by the way, there's scripture to each one of these, right? People make the argument and then they go to scripture. So we're not necessarily going to do that in every single one of them. Um, there's, there's also, if we're jumping into the third one, right, there's, the, there's free will theodicy. And that kind of attempts to defeat the argument of evil by claiming that suffering of the innocent is justified by the existence of free will. So I, mm. I need to have free will. Therefore, there's going to be this opportunity for evil to exist, right? If we go back to the Garden of Eden, um, did Adam and Eve make a choice to love God if there was no free, absolute free moral agency to be able to not love God? If there's yeah. not that option, if there's not that option, then is it really love, right? Which, which some people have posed the question, like when it comes to, when it comes to um, judgment, judgment is not really about us, they would say. They would say judgment is really about God. And the accusation that Satan makes is that people only love you because you you either take care of them or you compel them to love you. And God's argument would be, no, they have free will, which is why the snake needed to be able to be in the garden so that that choice was an absolute possibility. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course we would, then, then the argument would go like this. Somebody would argue, well, yeah, but if God knows everything, he knew that was going to happen. He knew they were going to fail. So why do you even start? Yeah. Right. So, so, and we can deal with all that too some answers to those questions as well but you were going to say something no no i would i was saying yeah exactly yes it it does set up a problem f it, it, if this is all a question about the character of god what kind of god would create a um a race that is given a choice to pursue a path that leads to abs absolute destruction pain suffering right and um so the free, but, but you know, if I were to be honest with you, I think the free will model is probably the one most pastors or most of us hint at when we're trying, when we talk about theodicy, isn't it? Isn't that the one we tend towards? Okay. So, so from our faith tradition, yeah, but we're Arminian, right? Okay. So I, I've heard you, so I've heard you sometimes talk about Calvinism and Arminianism as if we all went to seminary. So you probably should do it. Explain what Arminianism is. Okay. Who, who was Arminius? Where was he born? Oh, I don't know. Where did he I, study? Pull that out from your memory bank, Sam. <laughs> I don't know all that. I always, I'm not, I'm not good at the details. I'm good at the big, <laughs> you know, the big mosaics, the big, the big brushstrokes. Um, so like, if I'm going to break it down and I, I have a lot of, I actually have a lot of fun doing this in, I teach for Azusa Pacific university in the nursing program. And this is one of the, this is one of the lectures that I give. We talk about theodicy for like three or four hours, which we're not going to do today by any means. But, um, so to encapsulate it really quickly and again, broad strokes, and I apologize to any theologian listening to this. Cause they're like, that's not a hundred percent right. I am well, like, I'm going to give you like the 52% right. Um, 
overview. So essentially, if you're pass Calvin, fail. if yeah, exactly, pass fail maybe, like maybe you might have learned something. Um, so if you're a Calvinist, you're more concerned about the sovereignty of God. God can do what He wants because He's that sovereign, right? And He makes those choices, and I'm okay with it. And if you have these conversations with somebody who comes from a different background than you, and they come from a Calvinistic background, and you pose the problem, they're often like, "Not a problem." right? Hmm. God can do whatever he wants. So if he, if God is perceived as sending evil, that's not really God's fault. That's your fault because you don't understand it. Right. Again, huge brushstrokes. If you're from an Arminian background, then your emphasis is on free moral agency, the ability to absolutely choose, which in some respects, people would argue is limiting God somehow because he's going to give you that free choice. Right. But there's a lot of different phases within that. There's a lot of different stages or, or, intensities within that because there's some people who say God doesn't know at all. He can't know anything really because that's how we can have free moral agency. And then there are some who say, well, you just don't know. So you're making a free choice, even though God probably already knows. Or there's some that would say God is limiting himself. He could know, but he's decided not to know. Right. And so, like I said, there's books and books and, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't pretend to be an expert, but that's just a quick overview. Um, of that. Here's the one that I think that people mostly fall into from, uh, from a linguistic point of view, they fall mm. into soul making theodicy, right? Soul making mm. theodicy kind of rests on the idea that God allows evil to exist because the existence of evil is ne a necessary condition for individuals to develop or complete their moral souls. Mm. And I want to be clear. I'm pretty sure I stole that directly from Rick, his book, <laughs> Dr. Rice in his book. Cause I just read it and I'm like, Oh, that sounds very coherent. I never speak that coherently. So, um, so yeah, people say, people say this, you know, they say, you know, um, God's God broke my arm so that I would learn this. Right. Yeah. Or God took your baby to be kind of extreme. An example, God took your baby because you needed to learn this. And so oftentimes we say this stuff in the midst of pretty serious crisis because we think we're helping people because we're giving them like a purpose, right? And we talked about yes. purpose a few podcasts ago that people need a purpose. So when you're going through suffering, definitely purpose is really important because if you don't have purpose in your suffering, then it just like it sucks, right? It's just horrible. So yeah. um, we look for a theology of suffering. We look for meaning in suffering Right. And sometimes the way we explain suffering probably causes more suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continue. Sorry. So, so in, in that soul making theodicy, um, you know, God is, and, and by the way, like a backup for this would be like Romans five, three through five. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. Hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us, right? So um, so that's going to be like, it's worth it. The suffering is worth it if, if it is creating in you a more, a more resilient and endurant moral compass, if you will. It's, and it's purifying you, yeah. your character and shaping you into right. the kind of person that God wants you to be. Will this, will this, is this theory, does it cross into... You said God, God, God makes these things to happen to you, or allows them to happen. Yeah, it can be either way, depending on kind of where you come from. I mean, I've had a guy tell me before, God, God broke my leg. I was like, Ooh, 
what now? And he was like, yeah, God, I was mountain biking and God broke my leg. And I was like, you didn't just like, you didn't just fall off your mountain bike and your leg broke. And he's like, no, God broke my leg so that I would be in the hospital. And so-and-so would come to Christ through the chaplain in the oh. hospital. It was a great story. Right. But wow. the way he framed it and he, cause I pushed him on this pretty hard. I was like, Hey man. Mm. And he was like, no, God broke my leg. That's man. That is wow. There's also elements of this, of this way of thinking in the God, God will not give you more than you can handle um, right. attempt at an affirmation. Right. And that's like what? That's Hezekiah 6, 4, right? God will not give you more than you can handle. <laughs> okay. Okay, dear listener, the reason why that's funny <laughs> is, is because Hezekiah does not exist in the Holy Scripture, the canon as we know it. <laughs> Dude, there I is no such thing. Somebody Actually, somebody, but there is, but there is. There's, there's hints at this in, no, there's not Hezekiah. Okay. But, but <laughs> I was like, what, what Bible But there is scriptural support. Not to, I don't want to take over the, your great no, lecture on theology. Think, there is scriptural. So there is a, this, this thing we say to each other comes from Paul. Right. And Paul writes to the Corinthians and he says, God will not give you more temptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, God will give you the opportunity to choose a better path than, 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 the sin that will lead you to destruction and pain right. and suffering. Right. So what Paul is basically saying, you, you never have the excuse. This excuse never works. I had no option. Right. The, the, I had to choose this path. So God right. will always give you this. It, 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 it's, but we always, the aberration of this comment is, no, God will never give you more suffering than you can handle. So only break one leg, not both legs while you're mountain biking because God knows that you cannot handle two legs broken, only one leg broken. Right. So he pushes you to the edge of suffering to right about the point when you're breaking, then he backs off the, the intensity so that you, your character can be shaped before you die. Right. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. How about a couple more? A couple more. We'll just go through them. I well, don't know what here, our time you, is. You, our time is long. So I was going to suggest that maybe we split this into, what do you oh, think, a, Tim? A second pot? Yeah, let's do that. Sure, Second we can do it. Way. We can do whatever we want. We are um, omnipotent in this <laughs> decision. We can decide what we want. Just to just to make sure, I don't I don't want to get any feedback on Sam and Tim claimed omnipotence. And listen, um, if we're gonna get quoted from this podcast a lot, um, like we should be prepared that people are gonna get wacky with it. Because we yes. say ridiculous things. Well, I say ridiculous things. You just laugh and egg me on. So I feel <laughs> like it's your fault. <laughs> well, we should, we should spend a couple moments on some takeaways. And I think we should come back to finishing this, which will, by the way, I'm finding, it, I'm finding joy in thinking of people going, I cannot wait for a week from now where the next episode right. drops and I hear the rest of Tim's explanations on Mm, the odysseys that's not it by the way we're gonna be i guess we're gonna be releasing them on tuesdays and thursdays because the cadence of two a week feels about right for you and i yes um, i don't think we have a lot more information than two <laughs> times a week they <laughs> wanted us exhausted. to do th- they wanted us to do three times a week and i don't think that there's enough there's enough uh <laughs> i gotta read a few more books we can't google fast enough to get <laughs> 
I'm impressed how I'm not hearing your keys clack as you are accessing your mental, your mental <laughs> intellectual food bank in the back there somewhere. Well, you probably could hear the creaking, the rusty creaking of some doors that haven't been opened in many years. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we're going to split this into two. This is uh, Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim, doing uh, today's presence. Today's the daily, today's the presence of the day. Welcome to the, here's a pre- present. Hey, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to talk about the Odyssey uh, next time, too. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, are you, would you like to sign off, Sam? Is there a sign off that you have? Do you have a special phrase? <laughs> no sign off. <laughs> This concludes this program. Thank you for That's listening. That's so final. It's done. It's over now. All right. I'm just, I'm going to push this button. Here we go.